right. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome tonight to another edition of Your Questions, God's Questions. This is June the 21st, 2021. It's 2021, isn't it? June 21st, 2021. Boy, that sounds funny when you say it. And um, welcome tonight, and uh, thanks for tuning in. I would invite you to hit that share button if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. Please share the broadcast. We try and do this on Monday nights uh, when I have some content. So I find people are shy, so I usually come in with a lead question here and uh, try to answer a question that's been asked to me maybe during the week or maybe by someone online or maybe by someone who attended our church or something like that. I'll, I'll have various ways of getting questions. Uh, but you can always ask me a question live on this broadcast at any point. Uh, I will try my best to answer it right away. If I can't, I will uh, bring it up in the next broadcast, okay? So people have a lot of questions these days, and uh, pandemic certainly brings up more. And um, But most of the questions uh, have been asked by somebody else before in life. Um, very rarely do you hear one that, wow, never heard that one before. So we tend to have a common experience there. But I would invite you to share the broadcast in any case, all right. And uh, tonight's question, tonight's question, we'll do this fancy sharing here, uh, like this, and like that. So tonight's question uh, is about um, what happens when you read the Bible. We did this last week. Last week we're talking about reading the Bible, and when you don't understand what you're reading, how do you go about trying to figure it out? And uh, we talked mostly about context last week and uh, trying to learn to read in context. When people say they don't understand the Bible, it really means they don't understand exactly what they may be reading at that time. Because most people, when they look at the Bible as a whole, they can understand a great bit of it. But there's some parts that they just don't understand, and it's very hard to comprehend uh, some parts of it. And so when we say, well, I don't understand the Bible when I read it and get frustrated, what we really mean is I don't understand this book or this verse or this passage uh, in the Bible, okay? So uh, we talked a little bit about context last week, and the question came up while we were talking about the uh, kind of the role of the Holy Spirit when you read the Bible. And this is a very, very good question, a very important question, because... Um, it, it, there are things that are said about uh, certain passages that are said because a teacher or preacher says this is what the Holy Spirit told them about the passage. So right away, who can argue with the Holy Spirit, right? So if this is what God has told this person that the passage means, well then, I guess that be, must be what the passage means, right? Uh, so, what is the role of the Holy Spirit in reading the Bible? And how does He interact with us, and how does He help us to read the Bible and understand the Bible? All right, I want to uh, teach you a couple of, of terms here uh, tonight. Let's see, see if this will work here. There we go. Okay, so I want you to distinguish between two words. The first word is prophecy. This is a word that's used an awful lot today, uh, sometimes in the right way, sometimes not so much in the right way. 
Uh, but prophecy has kind of two definitions when you look into the Bible. Uh, many people think that, well, prophecy is when someone said something in the Bible or someone wrote something in the Bible and it's a prediction about things to come. They say that's prophecy. Um, and and that's partially true. We certainly do see that in the Bible. Uh, there are things that are written, things that are uh, you know, preached out loud that have been written down that are in the Bible uh, that are certainly predictive in nature and they predict things to come. They predict things to come that we see happen in the Bible. So, um, uh, for example, in the Old Testament, you see this quite a bit where there's predictions about a certain king, uh, predictions about this is what will happen to the nation of Israel, if they keep on uh, behaving a certain way, this is coming, and then you see it happen in the pages of the Old Testament several hundred years later. Uh, another example of predictive prophecy just came to mind, uh, the book of Acts. We have a, 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 a prophet named Agabus, and one of the things that he predicts is a famine, and the famine happens within his lifetime. Uh, in the book of Acts. So um, there are certain things like that in terms of predictions, but there are also things that are proclamations when we talk about prophecy and this word prophecy. And it means that God is is speaking through someone and that person is proclaiming the heart of God on a particular matter. So, you know, this is what the Lord says you know, my heart is is uh, is angry, or my heart is is broken by your behavior, or you see this type of language, especially in the Old Testament work and the works of the prophets. There, you see them kind of declaring how God feels and writing down how God feels about what He sees His people doing, and you know, kind of what He sees on planet Earth. And uh, this is a kind of a proclamation. It's almost like preaching. It's declaring how God feels. So the two are, are a little bit different, but both would fall under the category of prophecy. Now, in prophecy, you have uh, new knowledge, especially when it's predictive prophecy. So there's something that's, that's new, that's coming. And there's also speaking of future things, all right? This is... Uh, what we would call prophecy, okay? And uh, you can ask any questions you want, by the way. Let me just make sure I've got, I can see you. Okay, I think I can see your questions here. And uh, the next word I want you to learn is the word illumination. And illumination is different. So in illumination, you're understanding and applying knowledge that's already given. Uh, you're understanding and applying knowledge that's already been given. And what happens is the Holy Spirit illuminates that information. He illuminates that knowledge that's already been given. So, in other words, you're reading the Bible, the Holy Spirit gives you understanding of the passage and helps you to apply that understanding okay that's different from prophecy in the sense of there's new knowledge 
new information and often about future things, especially when you talk about predictive prophecy rather than prophecy that proclaims, okay? So there's a difference between the two, and what we're really talking about tonight is not so much prophecy but illumination. Now, the problem that happens is that people call uh, their interpretation of a particular text as prophecy. So they say that the way that they're interpreting it and the way that they understand it, God told them that. And so they make it like it's prophecy. But it really isn't. It's just using that that term as an authoritative term as if to say, well, my meaning and my understanding and my interpretation is correct because God has told me so. And that's not the same thing as illumination. Illumination is when you learn, when you you get a greater understanding and you apply knowledge that's already been given. Here's the thing. People often forget that the Bible that we read is a book. It's not it's not magic in that sense. It's it's a it's a book. Now, yes, the 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 book has been um, authored by the Holy Spirit through humans, through people. Uh, he kind of superintended over the whole process of these people writing. They didn't write, you know, in a trance or something. Uh, no, they wrote down. They were communicating with people. They were often writing letters to people, and those letters we have in the Bible, or they, some of these prophets in the Old Testament would write these massive uh, uh, amounts of, of work. You know, you got Isaiah, 66 chapters long, and Jeremiah, so many chapters long, and they'd write these huge, huge works, and sometimes those are, are what we see in the Bible. Sometimes, I mean, we, we, we have a variety of different things in there, um, and and the Spirit of God kind of oversaw that whole process. That's what we what we are trying to say when we say that the Bible is inspired by God. Uh, so these people wrote as they were uh, carried along. Uh, the New Testament teaches by the Holy Spirit, but the Bible is a book, and God uses literature to communicate with people. Well, there's an assumption there that we know how to interpret and understand literature. Either we're reading it ourselves and we can understand it, or we're hearing it and we can understand what we're hearing. So it's a matter of understanding and applying, and this is what the Holy Spirit helps us do, but we have to be able to have some basic principles about reading or listening to information in order to interpret it. I mean, when you get a when you get a letter in the mail, um, a really really important letter, you don't just read one sentence of that letter, right? You don't just close your eyes and kind of stick your finger here. I'll put it stick your finger on the on the one sentence of the letter, read the letter, and then close it. Well, you say you say to yourself, well, I would never do that. I have to read the whole letter to understand what it's saying. Well, but we often do that with the Bible. We just read one verse and kind of 
pull it out of its out of its context and just say well that's you know that's 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 what god is saying well god is assuming in a sense that we do know how to how to comprehend information that we're reading or that we're hearing that's said to us and so this in the same way that you would read uh uh information you read the bible and different kinds of information that you read you read a little differently when you read a newspaper article um versus a poem well you're reading those different different kinds of literature in different ways right you the newspaper article you're saying okay this is a report of something that happened typically that's what a newspaper article is well we have the same kind of thing in the bible uh, matthew mark luke and john are kind of like a newspaper article it's a report uh of an of uh, eyewitnesses to something that they saw and experienced and they write it down but that's very different from reading poetry you wouldn't read poetry the same way as you read a newspaper right um so there's a basic um assumption you could say that god has about us that well we can comprehend information maybe we're reading the bible or we're hearing the bible uh in with our ears but we can comprehend we can grasp it and those principles have to be followed we cannot jump and say well the holy spirit told me the verse means this so ha 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 well no when you read the verse when you read the book when you read the passage you say well what does it mean how do we interpret this and then how do we apply it to our lives and in illumination the holy spirit helps us in this process but he does not do the work for us we have to learn to read or learn to listen and we have to learn how to do that in a respectful way of what we're hearing or listening to uh hearing or reading so you know even when you're listening to someone teach or preach you don't just listen to one snippet and ignore the rest if you do you could miss the entire meaning of the thing so um the spirit then he helps us to understand and he helps us to apply that knowledge well you still have to do the work but he comes alongside and helps us let me give you a few examples of this and uh and then show you some uh some pitfalls uh sometimes that happen uh, that in this whole process okay uh psalm 119 this is the longest um chapter in the entire bible it's like 150 verses long i think and um this is actually an acrostic so uh the 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 psalm runs through the hebrew alphabet in stanzas so the first uh verses one to eight are they all start with the equivalent of the letter a in hebrew and verses nine to sixteen with the second letter of the hebrew alphabet and so on each verse in hebrew starts that way it's intentionally done and in psalm 119 uh, you see many things about this illumination process uh, number one uh, verse 11 uh, we could say i i have hidden your word in my heart that i might not sin against you fancy way for talking about memorizing the bible why uh, that i would not sin against you 
implication, there is power in memorizing uh, passages of Scripture, and that the Holy Spirit helps us in our behavior as a result of us memorizing that Scripture. He helps us, well, not to sin. He helps us to not fall into temptation when we read the Scripture. Jesus taught us to pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Well, how do you get away out of temptation? Well, one way uh, is to memorize Scripture, and the Spirit of God can help you in your time of temptation when you have done the work of memorizing. You see, it's a two-way thing. He doesn't do it for you. He doesn't do the work for you. He comes alongside and supports you. Uh, Verse 18, open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. The law there would be the first five books of Moses. But look what he says, open my eyes that I may see. Uh, There's an old chorus that used to be sung in churches, open my eyes, Lord, I want to see Jesus. Uh, Open my ears, Lord, and so on. It's this idea of illuminate your word for me, shine a light on it that I may understand. It's that feeling of, bing, the light bulb goes on. Ah, now I understand. But the Spirit does not do the work for you. You do the work, and He comes alongside and helps you. And He turns that switch on, that light switch on, so that you may see better, you may hear better, you may understand better, you may apply better, but you've got to do the work. Verse uh, 73, um, your hands... Uh, uh, made me and formed me, give me understanding to learn your commands. So he wants God to help him to understand, and that's what the Spirit does. But as you read the whole of Psalm 119, probably take you a couple days to read, to really, really let it sink in, you see the author has clearly a passion for the Bible, the Bible of his time at least, and for for uh, digging into it. And that's what you've got to do if you want to discover the work of the Spirit in illuminating the text for you. Uh, another passage that often comes up in this, this whole discussion is in uh, John chapter 14 and uh, verse uh, 26. I guess we'll start at. This is Jesus, some of the final words that he has for his followers before he faces the cross. And he says this, all, uh, all this I have spoken while with you, but the counselor, and in the Greek language, that's a word that means one like me, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, is one who comes alongside, who is like me, uh, whom the Father will send in my name, what will he do? He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. He will teach, he will remind. Now, this is really a prediction of the fact that the apostles will uh, carry the, the, the message of Jesus uh, to people through what they will write. Uh, how will he teach you? How will he remind you? Well, you know, the, these 
these people, um, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and so on, uh, these people wrote that message down. And the Holy Spirit teaches them and reminds them, and they write. It's, it's really it's somewhat predictive of the fact that these people would write this information down for us. Uh, but again, you see a teaching ministry and a uh, reminding, if I can use that term, ministry of the Holy Spirit there. Uh, John... Um, uh, John chapter 16, um, let's say verse, uh, verse 12, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. So again, you see the ministry of the Holy Spirit here uh, with the word, with the message of truth. But there's nothing that says that he does all of this, all of this work sort of magically for you. Or that you can, you know, arbitrarily, arbitrarily say this is what a passage means uh, because the Holy Spirit told me that what it, that's what it means. Well, no, uh, the Holy Spirit assumes that you know how to uh, either read or or comprehend things that have been said to you as as least as best as you can, and then He works with that. So you can't ignore the work of you know reading and trying to figure it out trying to read it in context and so on, trying to read a, you know, the re, you read the newspaper like the newspaper, you read the poem like the poem. Um, in other words, you read the Gospels a certain way, you read the Psalms another way, you read the Proverbs another way, right? So you, you've got to learn to do that work. And we gave you one thing, uh, one tip last week in talking about context, and the Holy Spirit comes alongside, you see, and He helps you to understand um, another passage uh, that's that's relevant here, First John chapter two. Uh, I'll start at verse twenty. This this is written also by uh, John, who wrote the Gospel of John, and uh, here he's kind of warning them about antichrists to come. He says, "This you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth." I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This was a false teaching they're dealing with at the time. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Watch. See to it that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, even eternal life. I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received, and you follow that word anointing uh, through the New Testament, 
uh, really, and the Old Testament, but the word, especially in the New Testament, it's the presence of Christ in you, specifically by the person of the Holy Spirit. As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. Wow, that's that's something else. But as his anointing teaches you about all things. Remember, Jesus said he will teach you. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He illuminates the text that's already there. He, boop, he puts the light on so you can see it better, so you can comprehend it better, even as you're trying to see it and comprehend it and hear it yourself. His anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. So the author, John, is assuming that, wow, uh, the, the, the ability of the Holy Spirit to help his audience understand what God wants to say is very powerful. Now, sometimes we still don't understand. Sometimes we still don't get it. Uh, and, you know, we read it and read it and read it, and we try to interpret it, and we try to read it in context, and, you know, we may try and, uh, as I taught last week, you know, you use a, a, a cross-reference Bible. Can I follow this theme through the Scripture that I'm having trouble understanding? Is there anybody else who's talking about this? And we try and, and use certain principles to to figure out the passage. Sometimes we still don't understand it, and uh, that's that's okay, too, because the same thing happened back in their day in the first century. Second Peter chapter 3, verse uh, 16 Bear in mind, or verse 15, bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul, this is Peter writing to, uh, to believers, scattered believers, and he says, just as our dear brother Paul, that would be, yes, Paul of uh, Tarsus, also wrote you with the wisdom God gave him. Watch verse 16. He writes the same way in all his letters, Speaking in them of these matters, his letters contain some things that are hard to understand. So you ever read some things that the Apostle Paul wrote? He say, this is hard to understand. Yep, they do. Hard to understand. They contain some things like that. But what does he say? Which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. So sometimes he's saying there are passages that are hard to understand, which people will distort those passages, and they have a pattern of distorting those passages, and it's to their own detriment that they do that. So you read, you do the best you can to read, you do the best you can to understand, you do the hard work that's necessary, and the Spirit of God comes in and he, boop, he's like turning on the light. Now I get it. Now I understand. But he will never violate his own word. I mean, you read his word, his word means something as you read it. He will never violate that basic meaning meaning and turn it on its head and all of a sudden it means something completely different uh, than what it plainly says just because, you know, the preacher or the evangelist or the teacher says that by the Holy Spirit it does. Well, 
the Holy Spirit won't contradict himself, right? So you've got to be careful with that, uh, that terminology. Um, uh, he is a, he is the best teacher and, uh, he, he will put you in his classroom and he will illuminate what you read, but you've got to do the work and he comes alongside and that's different, uh, than prophecy okay so i hope that's helped a little bit i don't see any whoever's on here you're hanging on <laughs> there were a couple people on and this we've got one who's hanging on so i hope you're learning something and uh i would encourage you whoever you are hit the share button and share the broadcast and i notice people watch this uh, after it's over they tend to watch oh we've got somebody else who jumped on let me know who you are and if you got any questions or comments or you're not sure you get these these two words but you got a difference here between between prophecy which essentially new knowledge especially when you're talking about predictive prophecy and illumination which is boom the light goes on on knowledge that you already have uh in the scripture okay so when we confuse the two we get into trouble all right Oh, you're so shy. So, so you got two people online, and I'm not sure exactly who you are. But thank you for watching, and uh, and I, I hope that uh, it's been a blessing to you. Wednesday night, I'll be back online. We're going to end a video Bible study. Um, oh, it's a documentary film that we're watching in an interview uh, with an Oxford University professor, actually, by the name of John Lennox, who does a superb job in helping people to communicate what they believe in a culture such as ours uh, with gentleness and with respect, even with those who disagree. And he does a, a superb job. This is a man who debates the biggest atheists in the world and not intimidated by them at all, and a mathematician by, by training. And uh, Oxford is like one of the best universities in the world, I think. So uh, we're going to finish that up tomorrow night on Zoom. You're most welcome to join us. You should all have the link by now. It's the same link we've been using for the last number of months. And uh, But if you don't have it, just reach out to me. You'll see all my contact information on Facebook and our um, website at citypointchurch.ca. And a reminder also that on Sunday morning, we will be back uh, into our series on the book of Hebrews called Losing My Religion, and we will continue our walk through that book, a fascinating book in the New Testament for sure. So let me pray for you before I let you go. God, I thank you for the two who are on right now, and and um, Lord, I pray that that through your Spirit, you would turn that light switch on in their minds and hearts and souls, and, and Lord, uh, your Word would be a, truly a light uh, to our path, and uh, it, it would guide us and illuminate our way. Uh, and, and Lord, uh, we would we would uh, sense you helping us and coming alongside us to take your word seriously and to understand in a greater way and to apply it to our lives. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Well, God bless you, and uh, hope to see you either on Wednesday or Sunday. Oh, yeah, remember, if you're coming on Sunday, you still need to register. Just use our website to do that quite easy. 
until then, uh, good night, everyone. And hopefully next time I come back on, uh, the Canadians will have a couple more wins under their belt. Uh, but we'll see what happens. All right. God bless you, everyone. Have a great night.